Brad Williams is a longtime stand-up comedian who is bringing his talents back to Austin this weekend, headlining at Cap City Comedy Club October 5th through 7th. If you're around town and want to check out a show, go to capcitycomedy.com for tickets and more info. Brad, thank you so much for the time. How you doing today? Wonderful. They say keep Austin weird, and uh, I, I think we're doing that right now. We're, ha- we're having a dwarf come into town and tell jokes. The same week as Austin City Limits. So, yeah, it's going to get really weird in Austin, Texas this weekend. Yeah, and you also have Texas OU, which is up in Dallas. But that's just one more reason why people are going to be extra fired up and probably a little bit lubricated for your shows on Saturday at Cap City Comedy Club, too, Brad. Totally fine. Uh, uh, be all, be all the all types of lubricated. That's fine. Uh, th- th- uh, as my grandma would always tell me, a, a little lube never hurt anybody. <laughs> That's horrifying. No, no, that's a perfect tone for the rest of this conversation. Now, I usually like to start by asking comedians if they have any experience in Austin, but I know you have experience in Austin. You've done Cap City before. I don't know if you've done the new location yet, but you are also a regular participant at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. So where does Austin rank for you in terms of places that you get to travel to perform your art? Oh, Austin's great. Uh, My favorite cities in the country to perform comedy are blue cities in the middle of red states. Now, I'm not particularly a political comedian. I don't really talk about it too much. But just that sort of mindset and that balance. So, like, you have your Austins, your Denver, Colorados, like, those types of places, uh, Seattle, Washington. Like, those are always really great comedy cities because there's, like, that balance. Like, it's not too far one side or the other. And uh, I'm great. I'm I'm great when it's when, when it's just at, down the middle, and uh, they have kind of influences on both sides. So Austin's always great, and the fact that the whole slogan is "Keep Austin Weird," perfect. Uh, as as a dwarf comedian, I walk around Austin. I'm not the fifth weirdest thing on Sixth Street. That's for darn sure. So uh, I'm good. I love I I love the town and always have fun performing there. Yeah, the weirdest guy downtown right now is always the machete we- uh, wielding homeless guy. So yeah, the, now is it the same guy from California? Does he does he do a tour? Because there's a guy out in Venice that that that's been doing the same thing. So maybe that's just his thing. He he, <laughs> he it is it, it is October, so it's like Halloween month. Maybe he's doing his best Mike Myers on meth impression. I'm not quite sure. But uh, yeah, uh, that that is always the scariest thing. If is if it is the same guy, I mean, my goodness, dude, lighten up! You figured out the teleportation <laughs> thing. Life is good for you right now. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, uh, have have you had a chance to perform at the new Cap City yet? I know you were a part of the old location because the Helium people yeah. came in and reopened the club, and it is a beautiful space for comedy. Yeah. Uh, so if you're looking behind me, over my left shoulder. Uh, the top album there was was fit was was recorded at the original Cap, uh, Cap City Comedy Club, and then I was there for the first time this past year at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. And yeah, it's really great. I love the fact there's a balcony. Yeah. The comedian is just hit by a wall of sound. Uh, the green room is excellent. Uh, the they don't let the machete wielding homeless guy sorry unhoused. I don't want to offend him they're not uh letting him in so we're good it it, it, it it's fantastic that whole shopping center 
where the new club is just has a, just has a little bit of everything. Uh, I think I'm going to check out there. There's this spa there that has like this, like it's the man spa. Come in when you manly spa things. We don't have those floral body wraps. We don't do that. We cover your body in whiskey and light you on fire. Like it, it's, some sort of they're, they're they're trying to appeal to men, but they definitely got me. I don't know what a man spa is. Do you watch football while someone rubs you? I'm I'm not sure. Uh, I'm I'm going for the legitimate experience. I'm not trying to get the Deshaun Watson on the menu. Uh, but I'm 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 just gonna go and have a great time this weekend in Austin. It's an especially prickly pumice stone that they're killing all or they're taking <laughs> all the dry skin on the bottoms of your feet. Yeah, because, like, the whole thing with uh, being in a spa is that you're relaxed. And I feel the only thing with, like, man, is, like, you're not relaxed at all. Like, if, if, if you've ever been to a bar and you order something that's not, like, straight whiskey with a, a, a shot of fireball on top of it, people people call you a wussy or something. I was trying to clean that word up for radio. Uh, but, yes, uh, uh, so I don't know how comfortable it's going to be. Either way, it'll be a story. Feel free to use the language that you need to, Brad. I am uh, happy to record these because it allows me to censor, if need be, to uh, provide the proper bleeps. It's We're in a weird place as a society, though. We're seeing all these crossovers, man spas, and unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, a lot of women tuning into NFL games right now because of the back. <laughs> Are you uh, tired of seeing Tay-Tay at nationally televised games just yet? Listen, man, uh, I'm a lifelong diehard Denver Broncos fan. So the most offensive thing to me about this about this NFL season is how the Broncos are playing. You could show Taylor Swift. You could show a Selena Gomez. You could show whoever you want. Nothing will offend me more than than the results that uh, my Broncos have been having. Now, we had a win this past week against the Bears, a nice comeback. But it's against the Bears. The Bears this year, they like – is any team has any other team been investigated by the FBI? Uh, they've had uh, they've had wide star wide receivers just be like, you know what? I'm not showing up today. You guys are crap. Like, like what is happening with the sh- proud Chicago Bears? They finally have a quarterback for the first time since God, uh, Jim McMahon. I don't know. And then uh, nothing is going right around him. And now he now he doesn't look as good as we all thought. So, uh, yeah, when they when people be like, yeah, the Broncos aren't that bad. They beat the Bears. And I'm like, okay, that's not that's like if someone beats me in a race as a dwarf, you should win. Okay, like you should beat me in a race. That's not much of an accomplishment. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm the guy who drafted Justin Fields on two different fantasy teams this year, and my backup quarterbacks are not good enough to bench him just yet. Now, he did have a good game against you guys on Sunday. But he was also responsible for two pretty bad turnovers in the second half that allowed you to pull off the comeback win that saw your team score 17 points. And I know Broncos fans, there's been a serious conversation that is now we're two seasons into this one as to whether or not Russell Wilson should be the guy going forward. Where are you with that conversation, Brad? To me, the Russell Wilson trade is about as successful as when the Native Americans traded for blankets. (laughs) <laughs> to me, it, 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 it's right up there with that in terms of the disaster. Obviously, that's a joke. Hold your tweets. But uh, yes, uh, I, I, I think the experiment, I think, I think we've seen enough. 
I have friends that are like, Russ isn't the problem. It's always been the coaching, but it's like, I'm not seeing too much that makes me think uh, it's going to turn around. Uh, if they want to tank for, for Caleb Williams, um, I'm not going to be opposed to that. I mean, you're as a fan, you're not supposed to support tanking, but I don't know. I'm a, I'm also, I also went to USC, so I'm a USC fan. So I would love for Caleb Williams to get out, get on the Broncos. And I feel like that's a situation where he would actually come out of college and not like if the Cardinals or the bears got him where he might stay in USC for another year. Yeah, we'll talk more USC here in just a second because I want to get your thoughts on Caleb Williams somehow playing even better this year, but your defense yeah. maybe even being a little bit worse too. So I want to get yeah. a gauge on that. I do need to ask you about this though, since you are a Broncos fan. Sure. You guys experienced a beatdown last weekend or two <laughs> weeks ago now, I guess, that few NFL fans have had to suffer through, and that was losing to the Dolphins 70-20. to 20. Even if yeah. Russell Wilson is is the primary issue, he certainly wasn't the biggest issue on that day. That would have been your defense, which was an absolute sieve yeah. for that yeah. offense. At what point did you cut out of that game? Because there's no way you're sticking through to the end of the fourth quarter of that one. Oh, thank God I, I was flying home that day. <laughs> so, And when I fly home or when I fly anywhere, I turn my phone off. I don't get the Wi-Fi. I take the advantage and be like, you know what? I'm going to get cut out and – fine. I want that. Uh, so I just landed and my phone blew up and, and I don't know if people thought I was coaching the game. They be, people were texting me like, what are you doing? What's happening? It's like, I'm not in charge here. The amazing part about the Broncos defense is that it's essentially the same personnel as it was last year. And last year was a amazing defense. It was just the offense that couldn't move the ball. So uh, if you see a, the, the only thing that really changed was the coordinator and um, I don't want to – I hate throwing guys under the bus because, you know, they're, these are men. They have families. They are human beings. But, man, Vance Joseph, I I, uh, I remember one time Vance Joseph was the guy that everyone wanted to be their head coach, and he was the Broncos head coach for a second. And, uh, and then, wow, has it been a plummet since then. So uh, I don't know if Vance needs to go back and just become a linebacker's coach or something like that, but I don't know if a coordinator is in the cards for him. Where does Josh McDaniels rank amongst your worst all-time head coaches? Oh, wow. Uh, Josh McDaniels, let's see, he drafted Tim Tebow, yep. and he had one win against Bill Belichick, and, that, and he beat the Patriots one time, but – even if you go back to that game, th this was really funny. Um, I mean, and by funny, I mean absolutely horrifying. Uh, <laughs> Joshua Daniels wins the game against the Belichick uh, Patriots. It happens to be a throwback game. So the Broncos are wearing like these orange, not, not, not orange, uh, brown and like yellow jerseys. They're horrible. Um, and then once he gets the win, McDaniels turns to, to the, to the, audience and he does this wave that kind of looks like a salute that you would give in a german country in the 40s hmm. uh it's it was horrifying i i i remember i watched it live i'm like the hell is he doing uh so that was interesting but yes as a bronco fan and as a raider hater 
man, I love the fact that they got Josh McDaniels on that team. That is good. Yes, uh, it definitely is. So he, he hail Hitler, huh? Yeah, it, you could go back. It's on somewhere, but he definitely – there's a certain angle when you wave to someone that you cannot have your arm at, and uh, he definitely did. <laughs> no, there, there are certain actions that are no longer allowable in modern society thanks to one Adolf Hitler. The other is what used to be known as the Charlie Chaplin mustache. As soon as Hitler got a hold of it and uh, did yeah. uh, the evil things that he did on the world before – uh, thankfully, the world won over Germany at Al. Uh, you can no longer yeah. do that close crop mustache either. Nope. It's only as wide as your nose. Yeah, no. Uh, Michael Jordan tried it in a Haynes commercial. Yep. Uh, uh, and and needless to say, even the biggest Jordan fans were like, dude, we love you and I'll keep buying your shoes. But <laughs> can you just extend the mustache to like three centimeters on either side? That's it. Like, not like that's. I don't know why you feel like you had to do that. <laughs> I think when you're Michael Jordan, you just try and push the limits, right? He did it on the basketball court. He, he does it in gambling circles. So he tried to do it with the mustache game also. And he lost that one. I think, I think that had to be a bet that he lost. He's a gambling fanatic. So I'm pretty sure he lost the bet. And like, you know, cause we've, I don't know what kind of fantasy league you're in. I, I don't know if there's punishments for the people that come in last place. Uh, but we have a couple of those. Now, we're not going, hey, do the Hitler mustache. That's not one of our punishments. Uh, our, our punishments usually involve something involving a, a, a ghost pepper or something like that. Yeah. But, yeah, that, I'm thinking that that was Michael Jordan losing a bet. And then he's like, all right, I got to do it. And then he shows up to a Haynes commercial set one day. And apparently nobody told him no. You you think like one person on the set of the hands commercial would be like I I don't think MJ should rock the Hitler call it one's man one man's opinion. All right, I've uh, I've asked you some tough Broncos questions based on your team not being very good over these last couple of years. So I, I yeah. do want to leave the Broncos conversation on a more positive note. What is your favorite sure. memory from rooting for this franchise, Brad? Oh, my favorite memory. My dad took me to a game uh, in 1992. Uh, Broncos against the Cardinals it was my first time in the old Mile High Stadium. Uh, John Elway had a historic comeback that game, and I got to be there, and I got to witness it. He won the game in the last seconds with a scramble around the edge. Yeah, I don't remember any details. Uh, but, yeah, it was that was my favorite memory. And just, of course, the three, the three Super Bowls are yeah you i've thank, thankfully i've had that in my lifetime so as much as i complain about what this team is doing currently um i could look and go you know what at least i'm not a jets fan you know like at least i'm not a browns fan at least i'm not you name your franchise lions that that has been just historically bad uh that uh you know that th that those fan bases have had to suffer so I am happy with my Broncos fandom so far. I will keep it. Well, another good example of that too is a franchise we talked about a little bit earlier, the Chicago Bears. That fan base is still clinging to that 1985 championship like it's going out of style. They haven't done yeah. squat. I know they made it to a Super Bowl back in the uh, the early part of this century before yeah. losing to the Peyton Manning-led Colts, who also helped get which, one too, by the way. Which I was at. I was at that game. And the best part about that game – 
Prince. That was the halftime show. That was Purple Rain in the Rain in Miami. That was amazing. That that's one of my best my best sports memories. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And that's that shows you what the Bears franchise has been when the best memory of the of the last uh 40 years now is a game where the, most people don't even remember the Bears were the opponent, but they remember the halftime show. Devin Hester did run the initial kick back for a touchdown, yeah. which was exciting. But, yeah, most people about that game just remember Prince, Purple Rain in the rain. Yeah, Rex Grossman was not going to beat Peyton Manning that day. Okay, you no. talked earlier about the fact that you're a USC fan. Yeah. So, uh, looks like you guys are back to – Pretty good times with Lincoln Riley as the head coach. Unfortunately, Alex Grinch is a bit of a problem right now. Despite yes. Caleb Williams proving himself as the best player in college football these last couple of seasons, somehow better this year than last, uh, that defense is a problem right now. We saw it on display once again this last weekend, giving up the last 20 points of the game to the Deion Sanders-led Colorado Buffs. Are you confident that your team can win a championship this year, even with the defense playing as poorly as yeah. they a lot of the time? Well, I mean, the, the the thing is, like, Caleb has to think, okay, if I score 60, we should be good. <laughs> like, that's like that's his kind of mindset every game. Uh, the defense has been a little streaky, to say the least. I am worried about it. Uh, I, know that Le- I, I know that Lincoln Riley kind of has the reputation <clears throat> of obviously being a quarterback whisperer and being these amazing, amazing QBs come out of his system. But then once he gets to a big game, he kind he kind of can't get over that hump, and it looks like that's what's going to happen again if he doesn't have uh, if, if the defense doesn't somehow change the scheme. But as we're seeing in co- in college football, as the players are moving around like crazy, which I think is way more exciting. Yeah, I I, I think a lot of these coaches are getting more and more stubborn. I mean, I don't know if you watched an Iowa game recently, Kirk, Kirk Ferentz is still having his kid be the, be the offensive coordinator. And it's like, they are determined to not score more than 14 points in a game. Determined. Uh, they had, they had, they had one where they, this year where they had quite a few, but for the most part, it's horrible. So to go back to you, to the original question. Yeah. I'm a little worried about the defense. Caleb's going to have to stay healthy. Caleb's going to have to ball out, play out of his mind. And so far, I know, I know everyone's so hesitant to give a second Heisman Trophy winner to someone in the same, you know, back-to-back Heisman winners after since, I think, like, Archie Griffin was the last one to do it. But I don't know who gets it over, I mean, the Washington quarterback, maybe him. Um, uh, I, I don't think, like, I think Dion's kid is good at quarterback. I don't know if he's Heisman-worthy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like right now, Caleb is just like if, if if you look at his stat line, it is insane. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm right now. I think he's the winner of Heisman Trophy number two. But if the defense doesn't change what they're doing, uh, that's I don't know how far they're gonna go in uh, into the playoff system. Yeah, you're right. Michael Penix is maybe the second best player in college football right now. Sling it around for Washington, but it is. Caleb Williams award to lose once again. Quinn Ewers for Texas is playing pretty well right now. His stats have gotten good over the last few weeks too, but yeah, it's the Caleb Williams show for sure. How amazing is it that at, that at Texas, they have this absolute stud for a quarterback and then right there waiting in the wings is Arch Manning. Like just right there, like just as, as soon as 
this guy goes pro. You have Arch Manning, who uh, all the scouting reports that I've looked at are, are like, no, he's the Manning. He's the Manning? After all? <laughs> okay. Holy crap. He must be good. Yeah, look, we, we have dealt with quarterback futility for the better part of 14 years now, so it does feel good to finally have a little bit of depth in that room. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, and as, and as a USC fan, I'm a little, I'm a little bitter uh, <laughs> against the fact that you guys have Sark, and apparently once he got to Austin, Texas, that was the key to keeping him sober. How the heck did Austin, Texas – be the town that keeps the guy sober. That's never happened. But obviously, I'm happy for him, happy for his sobriety, happy that he's been able to uh, seemingly keep it together for now, and and that's wonderful. And I hope and I hope that continues for him. Uh, just not not gonna lie, a little bit jealous because we had him first. <laughs> yeah, you guys did. That was a, a weird moment for him too, with things coming unraveled like it did via alcohol, but uh, I echo that sentiment. The fact that he was able to get things under control. Good for hey. him personally, first and foremost, and secondarily, good for Longhorn football now. Yeah, buddy. How excited are you about USC, UCLA, and I guess now Oregon and Washington moving to the Big Ten after this season? I'm just glad that we get to keep some of the rivalries, man, because like when USC and, and, and UCLA were, were the initial ones to go, that was just like, all right, so they're going to be flying to Michigan and Ohio and the, uh, the Pennsylvania, like Iowa. Like that's – they're all just flying there every week, there and back. So I'm glad we get to keep some of the rivalries. The Pac-12 is going out with a bang because obviously like Oregon's good, USC's good, Washington's good. Um, so you just have all these te- – and, and – you, and UCLA still, uh, they're 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 holding on. I think they're still in the top twenty-five. Uh, so you have you you have all these teams from the Pac-12 that are showing that it's still a good conference, it's still a power conference. Uh, how it will do against conferences like the SEC? Let's see how that works. But I'm I'm hoping that uh, obviously I want USC to come out of the Pac-12 and go to the playoff. But I'm hoping that a Pac-12 team goes to the college football playoff, and if, if not winning at all, at least make some noise in there. All right, just a couple more questions for Brad Williams. Brad, yeah. uh, according to Wikipedia, and you have to take uh, everything that you read on Wikipedia at face value, you are a new dad right. as of a couple years ago. Is that true? That is true. Uh, uh, my daughter is currently in school. I will have to pick her up in about 15 minutes. <laughs> so how is so, fatherhood yeah. going? Because you're, uh, you're a dad of a three-year-old? From reading yeah that. yeah 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 three-year-old it's great um uh the, the only thing that is kind of a bummer is that uh we had a girl so we can't share clothes because uh man but now i'm hitting up all my friends that have like uh little boys and i'm just saying like hey have they outgrown their jordans yet can 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 you throw the jordans my way but no nah, uh being a father to this little girl she's amazing she's wonderful uh i'm got nothing but praise and that goes mostly to my wife because i'm doing things like going out on the road to austin texas and performing at cap city comedy club and by the way three of the shows are already sold out so you got to get tickets to, uh, just for the late shows on friday and on Sa- on saturday night but yeah uh i watch football with my daughter on su- on sundays and uh so far so good she she's getting into it 
I don't know how I'll be able to make her be a Broncos fan, uh, but, you know, because we live in a L.A. with two teams here. Uh, I'm okay if she becomes a Rams fan, but, man, I just don't I, – I don't want her to be a Chargers fan. That's a tough life. <laughs> Even Chargers fans don't want to be Chargers fans at this point. At least <laughs> is no longer there. All right, exactly. last question now, Brad, because I've been compiling a list of the unwritten rules at comedy clubs because comedy is going through a sold, sort of golden era right now, which is yeah. awesome because you have a lot of new people going to comedy shows. But that means you have a lot of people who don't understand how to conduct themselves at comedy shows. From yes. the audience side of things, there are some pet peeves that I have that I'm trying to explain to people, stop doing this. For instance, yes. one pet peeve is if you do need to get up to go to the bathroom or leave your seat during the show, Try not to walk in front of people who are watching the stage or if you do duck around, uh, duck down so you're not impeding their ability to see the comic perform. For you as somebody on stage, what is an unwritten rule that you wish the crowd knew a little bit better? Okay. One of the unwritten rules is uh, when a comedian makes a joke, uh, that is not the time to turn to your table and go, oh my God, that's so true. Helen, he is, he is talking about you. Right there. I mean, you 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 remember the time back above? No, this is the rhythm of comedy. Laugh, shut up. Laugh, shut up. Laugh, shut up. That is that is your job. It is very easy. It is not hard to do, but it is still amazing to me um, how many people uh, are unable to do that. Don't order from across the room or across the table. Make sure the waiter or waitress comes near you. You're trying to keep it. It is a live show. Uh, obviously, don't pull your phones out. Live in the moment. Uh, 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 don't don't record stuff. This is a magical time where we are in a room where there's no phones and we can say all the things that uh, that uh, that uh, we we don't want to worry about getting canceled at, uh, as comedians. That, you know, taken, yes, taken out of context, certain things I say on stage, horrific. But if you know it's in, in the context of a comedy show, that's when it's supposed to be fun. And everyone there is agreeing that we are sort of signing this social contract that I'm that I'm making the jokes. No, they're not things that you would tell your preacher. Uh, and and we're, we're, we're all fine with that. So, yeah, uh, order close to the waitress. Dude, laugh, shut up, laugh, shut up, laugh, shut up. And your note is very good. It's kind of like when you're on a crosswalk. Like if I'm in a car and I see someone going across the crosswalk, you don't have to like hoof it. You don't have to like do a sprint, but you do the little hurry run. Like, hey, I give two craps. You know, you throw up your hand and you'll get like, okay, I'm going just a wee bit faster than I would. That's all you got to do. Get up, duck your head a little bit and just move at a little bit faster pace. Don't worry. Don't be like, oh, no, if I get up, the comedian's going to make fun of me and be like, hey, are you going to take a shit? Like, uh, no, we're not doing that. At least not. I don't do that. And not not the comedians I hang out with. There will be free and easy pooping at uh, at the Cap City Comedy Club uh, this weekend in Austin. That's right. He is comedian Brad Williams headlining Cap City Comedy Club this weekend. You heard the man. Only two shows have tickets left. That's the Late Show Friday, Late Show on Saturday. Go to CapCityComedy.com for tickets and more info. Brad, thank you so much for the time today, man. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, dude. Th th thank you so much for having me. And uh, it, it, when Texas makes some more noise uh, in college football this year, feel free to have me on, and I'll, and I'll cry big tears. It'll, it'll, it'll be great.
That's right. That USC Texas rivalry alive and well going back. Still going. Still going. Why didn't we give the ball to Reggie Bush? Then fourth and one. Lindale White. Everyone knew that. Give the ball to the high. Never mind. I'm not bitter. I'm, I'm not bitter. <laughs> oh, man. That was great. Thank you, Brad. Yeah, buddy. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, and, and I need it. If, if, if anything goes on in the world of sports, um, and you know, and you're like, hey, let's get the comedian perspective, by all means, give me a call. Dude, I love it. Uh, USC is relevant. Hopefully the Broncos are too, but I, I am going, going to, uh, I'm going to hold you to that. So I will be contacting you again at some point this, this football season. Sounds great. Thanks to Gentleman Jesus for the intro and outro music. Hear more of his work at GentlemanJesus.com. Thanks to you for hanging out. For more of the show and to connect on social media, visit BooksOnPod.com. Talk to you next time on Books on Pod.